SMS SAFM now on 41391. Call Songez or now 0891-104-207. Since 2013, the key objectives of the National Council of Provinces Local Government Week has been to facilitate dialogue on local government issues and to foster a common understanding on the challenges at hand. Further, to propose short, medium and long-term systemic legislative solutions. This week is also set to showcase innovative best practices as part of knowledge sharing to assess the adequacy of the support and intervention framework from national and provincial government as envisaged by the Constitution. It is also to review relevant legislation affecting local government. To tell us more about the activities of this week, we are supposed to be joined on the line by Tembing Gadimeng, who is the president of the South African Local Government Association. During the ad break, I got whispers from my producers in my earpiece that the phone is not being answered and it is simply going through the voicemail. This is not the first time we have been dealt with like that by Salga. It happened earlier on this year in the first quarter, and they pulled a similar stunt where they simply did not respond after agreeing for an interview. This one in particular, we did not source. We were assisted and we we will forever be thankful to the National Council of Provinces. Well, they have a mandate, a public mandate at that, to distribute the work and to share light in their programs, one especially as important as local government week. And while contacts there are not to blame in this case, they did everything they ought to have done. The producers similarly made the relevant contact at the right time, secured the interview and the name as well as the time. Now, as has become custom, we do not have a guest from South African Local Government Association. It is supposed to be local government week, starting on the 8th, ending tomorrow. And the theme was supposed to ensuring capable and financially sound municipalities. I don't know what the situation is right now. We're still trying to get through to us simply because we know the importance of this story to you, the public. In any event, we can still have a conversation about our municipalities, both district as well as local. Therefore, please give us a call on 0891-104-207. I'm just going to confirm with the producers what is going on. But in any event, your calls are important. Should we have the interview? Should we not have the interview? The leading voices, because it is local government and you are affected by virtue of being a responsible South African citizen, your voices, your experiences and your thoughts. And hopefully, if she is going to be on the line, you can direct some of your concerns or questions to her, Ms. Tembingadi Meng. Hopefully, after the break, she'll be available. I hope so. But at the same time, 0891-104-207. Please give us a call. After the break, we return. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Yes, we are joined on the line by the president, South African Local Government Association, whose head offices are here in Pretoria, Menlin, Ms. Tembing Gadimeng. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us on SAFM. Good evening, and sorry for disappearing on you. 
you don't know. I nearly had a heart attack because I was like, how do I know I'm, I'm glad, wing I'm it glad for 30 minutes? Have. But I'm glad you are here, Mama. Thank you so much for <laughs> joining us. The importance of Local Government Week and especially how and why it is tied to the work of the National Council of Provinces, the other house in the National Houses of Parliament. Your thoughts? Well, uh, in 2012, as the South African Local Government Association, we initiated the Local Government Week when we began to realize that we need uh, collaboration from the National Assembly and Mm -hmm. uh, the National Council of Provinces to look into review of the legislations and enhancements on what could make municipalities better. So we concluded uh, the formal program and the NCOP sitting will be held tomorrow in trying to find sustainable municipalities that are financially viable but also uh, have good governance. What is the major challenge to local government? You say this was started in 2012 because you wanted to address challenges within local government. What were those challenges that were highlighted then? What are the challenges that this week has revealed for you? I'm trying to assess the difference between the eight years, if there have been any improvements. Well, unfortunately, there have been very limited uh, or, uh, uh, improvements. There are two, three types of three challenges in the main. One, it's known and it's uh, normally spoken about maladministration and corruption. Two is the lack of skills. Uh, The lack of skills made jointly by the fact, particularly in small and rural municipalities. And mostly when we talk about municipalities, our focus is on bigger municipalities like metros and cities. And the fiscal financial system in terms of grading of how municipalities are makes it difficult for small municipalities to thrive and become economic hubs in their own uh, localities where they could be able to ensure that there's less uh, unemployment uh, 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 and there is a fair amount of job creation so that there could be uh, revenue that's, that uh, is, is collected by the municipality. So I think those were the four key issues that we dealt with amongst others, but to face them head on. Because as a result of maladministration and lack of skills, you will know that currently as a country we're sitting with around 41 municipalities which are under Section 139. Section 139 meaning that provincial government has to put that municipality under administration because it's failing to manage its affairs in all respects. Let me just confirm, you said the first challenge was maladministration, the second one was skills, the third one was the grading of municipalities and how that doesn't allow certainly your smaller and more rural municipalities to unlock some economic benefits to that. What was the fourth one? Because you said there were four. The the last one is? Well, the the last one is the revenue collection. Hence, I'm saying because they are unable to unlock the economic potential. Indeed. Those municipalities then are unable to ensure there is proper employment opportunities so that they could be able to generate revenue for their own uh, running and day-to-day 
functioning. And remember, the legislation says a municipality must collect uh, for its own sustainability. So if they don't collect, they end up owing ESCOM, they end up owing the water board, they don't collect refuse, etc., etc., which means they do not have sufficient funds to run that municipality. Two of these challenges, I would imagine, do not necessarily rest at the local authority itself, the last two in particular, the grading of municipalities and revenue collection, because I think that's a lot more integrated an issue and probably can be sorted in higher authority than at the municipality itself. Let's focus on these two low-hanging fruits, if I may call them that, specifically maladministration and skills. I will put this to you and I want you to argue against it or for. I come from the Eastern Cape. Okay. There is a local ANC office in King Williamstown called Talata House. Yeah. All posts in the public service or all relevant posts anyway in the public service somehow, for some reason, go through Talata House for approval, they check that person's name and his standing on the political issues of the day, including one's standing in relation to one's membership, and then is endorsed before he or she might get an interview or certainly before he or she is appointed to a particular position. How much of that can you relate to or how much of that can you not relate to? How much do you dispute? How much do you approve? I do not dispute. I can relate to what you are saying, not only in Eastern Cape, uh, where you are coming from. It happens. In fact, municipalities, if you look at them, 257 of them, because they are the closest fear to the communities, they tend to be highly political. Another observation which you could make is political instability in municipalities, which leads to the erosion of skills themselves. Because sometimes as a municipality, you are able to attract the skill. But if people don't feel comfortable, don't feel wanted, don't feel given the space for them to advise as professionals, there is interference, then you lose the skill. So we have also cited and discussed even in these past two days, the issue of political interference, which is not correct, but the issue of political parties themselves, who must set requirements for what, for who happens to be a councillor. In fact, an example I made, mm. uh, of which uh, the Deputy Minister of uh, Finance also did indicate the issue of poor planning, lack of skills, lack of financial management, etc., in his talk is an example where you say, let's take the city of Johannesburg. Uh, Their budget is somewhere around uh, 48 or 42 billion rands. They've got over 200 councillors. Now, the system of South Africa on how we elect and select public representatives does not put requirements to the fore. But why do we think it is important for requirements to be put to the, at the fore at local government level? It's because you take basic decisions about the road, about the water, about the electricity, about basic needs of people. So oversight needs to be done properly. So if there are no requirements and you are putting a budget 
in front of a council who can't even understand, comprehend it, and create an oversight. It's one side of the problem. Now, the second part of the problem is what we have indicated. So both of them combined, it means more or less the one who's supposed to do oversight doesn't have oversight properly, doesn't know how to do oversight properly, and the one who's the official uh, doesn't know what he or she is supposed to do. That institution is not going to be able to move anyway. So rather and than the- dispelling what is the truth, we rather need to try and find solutions to the problem. Well, what are the solutions? Because we can now agree that in the context of the example that I made, to which you take no exception, is that the ANC is the problem in how the municipalities are manned, therefore administered. What then is the obvious solution to that? Well, uh, remember, that's not the only part which sends candidates who become... I'm not disputing that. I'm talking about the example that I made to which you agreed. I'm not in the ANC side. I am on the administration side now. What we resolve, one was that we need to be able to professionalize the sector, ensuring that we follow what the legislation says in terms of hiring of professionals. We have made a plea to ensure that the National Assembly puts the effect in terms of the legislation and the bill in Parliament which talks to how are we supposed to manage as a country, local government. And that's where you legislate. We, we can talk, but if the National Assembly doesn't move, me and you are very much limited. The second uh, resolution with regard to uh, 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 maladministration has already been implemented. You will recall that this is the first year that the Auditor General is currently auditing under the new... Act which allows him to demand the money back in case it has not been uh, uh, sufficiently or properly used or to adhere and even refer cases for criminal investigation. Before that, we never had such measures. So the National Assembly moved and uh, improved on the Auditing Act, a thing we have been raising for quite some time. But thirdly, a consequence management framework is at the table, needs to be adopted and it then gets to be a part of how the code of conduct of councillors is supposed to be held by all councils in South Africa, and how are they supposed to manage and create oversight in the municipalities. Of course, there are some resolutions, for example, like training, etc. Those were made, but remember, some are more about being specific, you know what you are supposed to do and you didn't do it well, there must be consequences on your action. Okay, let's take calls. 0891-104-207 for those who are listening. I am in conversation with the president of the South African Local Government Association, Ms. Tembi Ngadimeng. Only on the line for another five or so minutes, so please get onto that dial and engage us. In the absence of this engagement from you all, because we are talking about how the National Council of Provinces in this week has been hosting Local Government Week, and we would have opened up the lines earlier on to get a share of your voices in this debate. In the absence of that, I'm going to carry on. Um, Let me take you back. I'm not convinced you and I are actually addressing the issue here. (laughs) You speak about legislation. Yeah. What what is this belief that legislation changes things? Because and this is what I put to you. 
In a society of high ethic, there's a lesser need to regulate people and their behavior through law, put differently. In the absence of political meddling in the public service, jobs for pals, jobs for party members, you would not have an issue, certainly not as much, in relation to a skills shortage because you'd be attracting the right skills and they would be going where they belong. A couple of years ago, former finance minister Ntlantlanena said that some close to 85% of accountants in municipalities don't have the requisite skills. I cannot read financial statements, but I can guarantee you if I was politically aligned, I could quite conceivably be heading a metro on the evidence of what has been happening. I'm not suggesting I have such ambition. But when you say you can't attract skills, which skills are you hoping to attract when there is such a gross and crass involvement by political parties in the public administration and then get surprised by maladministration such that you want to legislate it? You mentioned, give me my way to the Auditor General final comment. The Auditor General has been telling us for the longest time that so much money is lost and the Systems Act together with the MFMA and PFMA, has got the processes that ought to be engaged for how money should be spent. But because there hasn't been a political will to deal with consequence management, we think we can legislate things into play, when all you need to do is get the right people in their positions. You don't do Zima. Now, there has been... Hello? I'm here, Ma. I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I heard as if there's some disruption. There are two ways on how we could resolve on the issue that you are raising, for example, of skills. You come from the Eastern Cape, you did say. The municipality that is graded level three, when it tries to attract an accountant, uh, 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 an engineer, it pays that person lesser, and they do not opt for those jobs. They go to the alternative either in the private sector or in the bigger municipalities as compared to smaller municipalities. The answer there lies with the grading of municipalities which National Treasure has to assist us. But we're even suggesting in terms of performance, uh, besides the grading itself, but in terms of performance bonus, for example, our question and a critical one is we could be linking that directly to your audit outcomes, the performance as as weighed by States SA to ensure that it has happened before you could even qualify for a bonus. So there's quite a lot of things that you need to change in the system. Yes, agreed. Unfortunately, as you say, the AG had to raise these issues for a number of years before he could be allowed to have consequences being set on the table and being dealt or being sanctioned. Unfortunately, we are in a society where people know that if you just mention that stop it, don't do it, and nothing else will follow, they don't stop. That's the history that we have. They do not stop. You need to concretize and ensure that there is a consequence that is known that needs to happen. I mean, the PFMA is there. Me and you wouldn't be talking about the abuse of PPE. 
if if there isn't anything that says consequence will be held after any action or transaction has happened. So to a certain extent, you may be correct that the PFMA is there in provincial government. Did it stop the uh, PPE, for example? No, it didn't. But what are we going to do? If we all know there are consequences and jail is the route to go, and who has the authority to sanction that, and who is not going to leave a stone unturned, and is an independent Section uh, 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 9 body, it makes and it carries weight. So the AG for the past donkey years, 25 years, all you could do is to say, stop what you are doing. I'm saying it is wrong, and it ends there. It doesn't need for the AG to say stop what you're doing. There are accounting officers who are led by the MFMA, ultimately by the Constitution. They know wrong when they see it. They simply have been indifferent in attending to that. That's the issue. Let's take and calls, Mama, because thing. we How are running out of time. Indifferent let, let, let's, take let's take calls. Let's take calls, please. Let's take calls. And you leave it there. Anonymous in KZN, Babungonde in Port Elizabeth, Mike in Newlands. These three never disappoint. Your calls, please. Anonymous. Hello, Songezo, and to your guest. You know, Songezo, when a person is inexperienced and is put in authority, he will never find, he or she can never find a solution to the problem because they don't have the know-hows and how to, how to resolve an issue. Because I've been suffering under the hands of the Itikwini municipality for more than 10 years, led by the, uh, led by the uh, then uh, Mr. President uh, Zuma. I don't know why I even call him Mr. I should just call him, Mr. Z- uh, just call him Zuma, because I don't need to respect a person who treats who um, allows people to treat people out of dignity, and the Guptas as well. I, I really went through a hard patch, and I couldn't go through Selga because the person who was in Selga at the time was the person who gave me a hard time from Itikweni who was promoted. And you, uh, you go through every counselor of different walks of life I've went to, but I was treated the same. Everybody thinks like a sheep. I wish people can think for themselves and not think like sheep. I don't know if they have the qualifications to be in those positions to, uh, to assist people. Because I had to end up going around in circles around the world and then going and engaging with the attorney and paying out of my pension because a staff cannot resolve an accounting problem. I have to go to Joburg, I have to go everywhere to to solve an accounting problem because nobody can solve an accounting problem because they're not skilled, they don't know the know-hows. They just come out of one job, walk into there, get um, uh, elected, and here they are, politicians, counselors. But they don't have the know-how they need to be put in the stringent test before they're employed in a managerial position. You know, and everybody in every municipality, they, they, they think alike. Absolutely. Let's get to the next caller. Thank you so much, Mr. Anonymous and KZN. Babungonde in Port Elizabeth. Did I hear you right when you said Fort Galata at uh, the AMC office? Say. Is that the same no, Galata no. Who, happens, who, who happens to be in Gonde, who was part of the Kony West, the Shaulis, and the Param Kondo, you know? You heard me correct when I was saying there's a Galata house in King Williamstown, which is the provincial office of the ANC that pretty much does the HR for the government of the Eastern Cape province. Yes, yes. My concern from that is, you know, we are dragging the mud, the selfless comrade, 
because by association, you know, that name will be associated with corruption. My point. Article two should serve the municipality so and so. I think the city manager, the municipal manager, and the mayor, those should be highly qualified. Okay. In other words, same as in the private sector with the CEO, CEO, you know, group CEO. So those should be highly qualified. But I don't think an accountant has to be CASMA, you know, no, it's accountant. I think somebody with accounting tree, right? Because with accounting tree, you can also have auditing one, right? And you can perform audit without being a qualified auditor. So, so my concern is, if this thing does not being addressed, I remember getting taken down with Ahmad Ibrahim, who was neither a DA nor a means councillor. In other words, so these critical positions in the entire government, um, called local government, we need people who are apolitical. I would pose or suggest that once you are there, you suspend your membership for five years or for the duration of your position being there. Otherwise, you will have ambivalence or conflicted loyalty with the party, whatever that might be, and the office, right? Excellent. So it is critically important that we do that before we become a banana republic. Sorry. Thank you so much, Babu Mwode. Always appreciate your comments. I can anticipate what Mike is going to say, but let me hear it in his voice. Mike, good evening. It's been a while. Well, I always enjoy your show. And uh, I had dinner with a young black engineer who just qualified from the University of Port Elizabeth in uh, Rebeck East, which is just outside Grahamstown. Uh, and uh, I asked him why he had, uh, because he was black and because he was young and he seemed like the perfect candidate to sort out Grahamstown mess that, uh, that, the, that the city is in. I asked him why he hadn't taken a job there. He said, Mike, the worst place in the world would be to work for the government and particularly work in Grandstown. I would be sucked into the corruption and my application lies with the Australian government now because I intend to emigrate. Whether he did so, Songhesa, or not, I don't really know. But it speaks to the corruption that we have in our country. It also uh, speaks to the fact that um, what is your guest they're going to tell us about the fact that cadre deployment is where our problem lies? And when are SIGO actually going to allow people that are qualified to job black or white to actually do it? Because Grandstown is an absolute pigsty. And I don't think the Grandstown people really care whether you're black or white. I think they simply want somebody now to qualify to be able to do the job and really their skin color is of no concern. And finally, I would like, I'd love to have heard some guests, and this criticism is directed to you. Where are the DA on your show? They've just run Cape Town. They've been voted the best municipality for seven times in a row. We seem to do really well in the Western Cape with running honest, clean, clean municipalities, yet they never get the credit they deserve. Thanks very much, I guess. Thank you very much, Mike, calling us from Newlands. Aisha in Uppington. After that, Maria in Springbok. Of course, voice notes are welcome. Please remember the rules. Under 60 seconds, no background noise. Incisive to the point. You're just about guaranteeing yourself we will play your voice note on 061-4104-107. Aisha, good evening. Good evening, Sangeza, and to your guests and to the listeners. Sangeza, I agree with you about the, the, the morning show uh, and, and the men's reaction. They, they need education. Now to the matter at hand. 
Uh, I Thank agree you. with you about ANC deployment, right, is the cause of this mess. And furthermore, it is not that they are not qualified, capable, other ANC members, but because of systems of patronage, as you say, and then they, they, they move those corrupt people from the municipalities into other government departments and they collapse the entire system because of that. So saying that you're going to make legislation is not the only answer. Fix it. Fix it on the ground. Absolutely. Thank you. Couldn't agree with you more. Thank you very much, Aisha. Maria in Springbok. I understand this is a first-time call. I've never heard a Maria calling from Springbok, far in the Northern Cape. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening, Fingers. I always try, but the first time I'm getting through. But um, good evening to you. Thank you very, very much. Fingers, uh, to the lady uh, from Salga. I just want to say Salga is party to this mess. I was the previous skills development facilitator for the local municipality Namakoi. And Salga is sitting in all, in all the interviews for senior management, where the employees are supposed to be appointed. So Salga is party to this mess. Secondly, the, the reasons that senior management create no qualifications make it impossible to employ other qualified uh, managers. And that things can be sorted. They also disregard section section. section that Section 9 companies, they disregard the opinions, they disregard the auditor, they disregard everything. So this can be fixed if we all play to the rules and respect the rules that was laid down. Thank you. Maria, thank you so much for your comment. Mankarimane, do you want to respond to the listeners? None of them are happy at this point. Yes, yes, and understandably so. Um, look, let's start with the uh, first question. The, because it talks to what we were discussing with regard to skills, accounting problems. Uh, the lady said she used to be at a Tigrin mm. municipality. Look, and, and, and the last caller just spoke about the interviews, the disregard of Section uh, 9, the AG, and all of us having to participate in making sure that the system gets corrected. In the 5th of December, Songhez, we were turning 20 years as local government. Yet, out of 257 municipalities, only 20 got a clean audit. So it shows that the system ran to its last collapse. It's flat. And we all need a collaborative effort to make sure that we do the right thing to ensure that the system gets to be where it is supposed to be. 41 of those municipalities are under Section 139, which means they've been ceded over or in terms of administration to the next sphere of government, which is the provincial government, and the MEC of Cocteau will have to place administrators in those municipalities. That is too much because it means a combination of all these things, revenue, finance, skills, maladministration, political interference, lack of professionalism, etc., is what makes a municipality or an institution to collapse. So I can't say here 
there is only one area which has good answers. It can't be national treasury because when it tries to fix the finances, if the municipality doesn't hire the right people, treasury is not going to get it right. If you hire the right people but you don't put consequence because corruption has now become a culture. And if we don't accept that, then we are not all going to participate and think there's only one angle part of a, 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 a participation that will fix the problem. We are 20 years. We are riddled with problems rather than solutions across the spectrum. So I think we need rather a joint collaboration than to, 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 to say this one has not done that, this one has done that. Yes, it takes us to the debate, but it doesn't take us to the solutions. And I still argue, Songhez, in some instances, the legislation does assist in fixing a problem which has been perpetual. Because remember, most of the directors are hired for contracts of five years. So a person stays in the municipality in the Eastern Cape for three years, four years, moves to the next municipality in PE, for two, three years, move to another one in KZN. It's only now that there is a rule which has been set by the minister to say, let's create a database of all people who have moved from one municipality to other, having had cases against them that they can be hired by the same municipality. If you could take that... Sorry to interrupt you, Ma, because I'm, yes. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You see, what you have just said is exactly what Mam Kaula once said in Parliament. Yes. One is taken here, Ayo Moshala, Akumela, Ayo Nchonjala, Nimkipengapa, She said that you can Google it, Mam Kaula in Parliament. And, and this is exactly it. It speaks to a lack of consequence management on the one end. On another, it speaks to the patronage system where you can never do wrong. And if you do, we will simply get you out of the system for long enough people to forget about you and you'll get replaced everywhere. It's happening, by the way, even among our ministers who are serving in this cabinet now. So I go back to the primary issue here. Is there a political will to change this? Here's why. 41% of municipalities are under administration, your words, section 139. Not percent, not 41%. 41. 41. No, I'm just, it's I fine. Beg your pardon. No, I'm just, it's fine. It's still high though. It's not acceptable. Is a catastrophe and a serious indictment, serious indictment in the party that is serving this country. The issue is you say that one part has to deal with consequence management, and consequence management needs to be tabulated, it needs to be sanctioned by each and every council. And if a council, as a body performing oversight, does not take responsibility for what its functions are then they will have to be the ones who pay back the money. If you don't legislate that, it will, the AG will keep on saying it and saying it again. The second part, just on what you are saying and Mam Kaul, is what I'm saying that I'm not sure when did she raise it, but granted, it's exactly what we have been complaining about and the minister has enacted it. The last time I attended the meeting with Cocta, I know there are over 200 names 
which are in that register now. And these are mm. people who have been moving from one municipality to one. Contrary to the public service, if you say you are a Department of Justice employee and they fire you, because they've got one payment system called PESA, they will block your ID number. So you can go to the Department of Education and apply for a job, be interviewed. When they want to enter you into the system, it will you are blocked. You are no longer allowed to be an employee of the state, whether at the national or provincial government. Unfortunately, with municipalities, there's no centralized system. There are 257 different systems. So I mess up in uh, Eteguini, I go to Mkhatuze, Richards Bay. They won't even know that I'm from Eteguini or that there has been issues that has happened. So the essence of that, of why this was developed now, is to create the very same thing, even if we do not have the system that is centralized. But if the minister develops that and send it to all 257 municipalities, they put it in their system, so long as we cannot move from A and B to B. So all those things needed a fresh approach, fresh discussions. Are there new solutions? I don't think so. We have got a problem. If you look at my input, since 2012 of the local government week, we have been talking and having less implementation on what will make the system better. Fantastic. Let me just play a couple of voice notes from our callers, after which I'm going to ask you to say something, whatever it would be, in 30 seconds, after which I will say goodbye. Okay. Uh, Thank good, you. Evening, good evening, my brother. It's Itumilen Pizzo in Amalia. So... I'm concerned regarding the situation that is happening in our local government. So, in this regard, what we should do so that we can survive this situation because it's clear that this thing is growing and it's really mushrooming each and every corner of municipality in our country. Because you will realize that where I stay, there is no longer service delivery. So, but each and every after five years, we vote for new people, but they don't give us what we've been expected. So what we should do, or what will end up happening with our local municipality? Thank you. Good evening, Songezo. You're speaking to Anonymous from Johannesburg. Um, speaking to um, the mishaps that happen in local municipalities, I think it's high time... Um, um, Cocta or Saga tries to um, rotate its um, employees in local municipalities, you know. You can't get a person who sits in a local municipality and works there for an entire 30 years. It's high time we start rotating these people. Five years we move you into another municipality. Five years we move you into another province. And by that means we're going to eliminate a good chunk of the corruption that sits in local municipalities because you don't get to go and deal with the same corrupt official or corrupt politician every now and again hi good evening songers it's really here in christian you know songers uh, the the municipalities uh in my opinions are the most corrupt entities i've ever seen in my life and secondly, you know, your lady there, Salga lady there, let her tell us what are the the functions of the provincial MECs for local government. 
those guys are not doing their jobs at all. Thank you. 30 seconds, please, Mamangadi Meng. Well, I think I will take the last one uh, uh, on the provincial role of MECs is to support municipalities. Um, but remember, support can never be coerced. And support sometimes needs to be sourced. And support needs to be developed and structured. Now, if I am in a job which needs me to, to be a chartered accountant, and I am not, no matter how much training you give me, I will not be equal to the job. So I know some of the initiatives that they try to do, but you find that there are difficulties already within the system. But it needs all of us, COCTA, at the national and provincial level, municipalities, SALGA, but ultimately our communities, because it's us who vote for these councillors. It's us who vote for the profile of what we have been given. The, 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 we need to be able, all of us, to change the system, desirably to be able to save us. But municipalities okay. are at the cold face, and we have to no make problem. sure that we select the best for us to receive the best. Mengadi Meng, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you honoring it for as long as you have. Quick question, would you be willing to come back? Because clearly the interaction here simply means South Africans want some form of engagement with their leaders and, if you like, accountability. Would you be willing to come back? My producers we, 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 can always get hold of you. We will make an effort with my office to interact with you. Definitely, we engage with our people. We will come back. Much appreciated. We learn from Men. our communities as well. For us to be the that best, we must listen to what you are saying. You are very right in that one. Metem being Gaimeng, president Thank of South African much. Local Government Association, who has indulged for close to 40 minutes of her time. We certainly do appreciate that and we look forward to an engagement with her very, very soon. Tourism Month, of course, it still is the month of September. Rediscovered Durban, a conversation with the deputy head of Durban Tourism, Ms. Willine Ntungwa, immediately after this.